class because I had a theater degree and they did a lot of that warm-up game stuff and boy I hate it there's like a thing you say right like there's a phrase or something the teeth the top of the tongue or whatever that thing is yeah Yeah, that's not the one I'm thinking of but it's close to that but I have heard that one before too (laughs) the rinse of anchorman all I can think of now is um my grandpa used to say poppy it's weird called my grandpa um do be careful while I say this I slid a sheet, a sheet I slid, slid it was the sheet I slid. <laughs> and then he tried to make the kids say it. And yeah, and then they always say, well. yeah. they always curse. Yeah. 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 Right. That should be our new vocal exercise. Kids, <laughs> kids cursing is funny. It's always funny. We went to, uh, that reminds me, we went to the, see this movie called Good Boys. Um, oh, you did see that? Yeah. Which is like, the only thing we really knew about it going in is that there's little kids cursing in it. Like, that's the whole that's what gets you gist of it. Yeah, well, there's these elderly ladies coming out of it at the same time we were. And they were looking at the other movies, which were Art of Racing in the Rain and Blinded by the Light. Both, like, much, much tamer movies than right. this R-rated comedy. Choice. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. They're like, maybe we wouldn't have to sit and listen to that listen to four-letter words every other minute if we go to something like that. I'm like, why did you go to yeah, this? Like, what did you think? How did this, this happen? Movie? Was it just what was playing? And it was like four of them, like they were on like a movie date. And I'm like, you didn't look ahead or? I think sometimes like one person can say like, I saw this movie, it was funny. And then they do no research. <laughs> they go to, my mom has done that. They just that. go in blind. My mom, I have a cousin. Hi, Paige. I don't think you listen to us, but um, maybe I'll send it to you. <laughs> that used to come out and spend some time in the summer with us. It's actually my cousin's daughter. And so she was out here for a few weeks and my parents, she was just with my parents at this point and they went to a movie and my mom calls me later and my mom will walk out of like a, a movie that you would not bat an eye at. Yeah. So they went to Savages. Oh, I yeah. believe it starts with a threesome. Yeah. Or if you ask Nancy, she holds up the three letter or three fingers, middle fingers, and taps her shoulder. That's, That's how she indicates a threesome. threesome. Ah. You can't say it. Amazing. So then she leaves because it's too much, but leaves my sixteen or seventeen year old cousin sitting in there with my dad. Oh. Like torture. I uh, my high school boyfriend and his family and. I went to a screening of Jarhead one time, which you're like, oh, Jarhead, okay. you know, I, it was, I was in college, and um, his aunt walked out crying, <laughs> crying, crying, and his sister followed, and they're like, I think you guys better come, and we went out there, and she was like, I just can't believe I've exposed you to this, like, I feel <laughs> sick to my stomach, and we were like, all right, like, <laughs> This is the first I cool. I guess we're guess we're leaving. Can I get some raisinets? Like, I don't... <laughs> it was wild. It was super wild. Yeah. yeah. My parents have just never been touchy about movies. I mean, we watched everything. Uh, you know, I mean, I just oh, we were like, I couldn't. Yeah. I watched Dirty Dancing, and it was like, I my mom did they not were... know I watched yeah, it. They're and... excited about it. Yeah. No, there was definitely, and I still like I'm that way with my nieces and nephews. My sister is definitely that way. Like her kids couldn't watch SpongeBob. Yeah. And my brother's kids could, so they'd be like, oh, well, uh, you can't watch this. But they'd be watching it, and like, at their house, and I'm like, well, if they can't watch it, you can't watch it while they're here. Yeah. 
like, don't come in the living room because we're watching that show you can't see. Yeah, I guess they were like kind of like South Park, but like I mean, the things we didn't watch were mostly because they were annoying rather than like yeah and it wasn't really we were fairly conservative in that and but i mean when we were little 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 like with the cartoons they were like more uptight about cartoons than with r-rated stuff (laughs) like you know i don't know i think we're probably conservative in both ways (laughs) but um anyways how did we end up here i don't know okay well uh a little bit a little bit of follow-up from the last couple episodes uh I got cut off in traffic the other day. Guess. Guess where the car was from. Four County. Four I County. I told you. I told Four you. County. <laughs> I narrowly avoided an accident with a car Oops, from Four County. Yeah. Watch out. You're going to see it all the time. Now. It's a thing. It's I mean, a thing. Sorry. My eyes have been open. Also, my brother, or my brother, my brother-in-law. Sorry, Brandy. My sister-in-law. She's very feminine. Text me after she listened, and she's like, "Thanks for throwing Custer County under the bus." <laughs> I was like, "I said it was nice, so I do want to go on the record. I don't feel like Custer County is full of racist idiots that can't drive. <laughs> However, there is one very vocal racist man that lives there, and sometimes the people there drive a little crazy. <laughs> do I think that's true of everyone? No, it's a beautiful place. Go there, check it out." I don't know. There's Kincader and Broken Bow. Oh, Anne's God, a I lovely love town. I love Kincader. Kincader actually, or Kincader. Broken Bow has like a nice little downtown yeah. square area. They've got a couple of nice shops. Have you ever been to the Arrow there? The, no, is that the hotel? Yeah, yeah that they been renovated been the, the restaurant. Pretty. Is it yeah. at the bottom of the yeah. hotel? Yeah, yeah. I haven't, yeah. Really, I haven't been either. We might have to go on location in Broken Bow sometime. Okay. Right. And overnight. Let's get that guy. <laughs> Let's get yeah. that racist oh, guy. Oh. What's it like to be a racist? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what does it feel like to think that you're better just because of your... Ugh. I can't do it. I We're not going to do that. Can't either. Uh, <laughs> our last episode with Anise. Thank you so much, Anise, for being so candid with us. Uh, she was texting us after we left, being like, oh my God, there's so much more. <laughs> like, <laughs> so maybe we'll do a second part with Anise here down yeah. the line, because she was so much fun for yeah. us to talk to. She was fun. We could just pick a random topic and be like, oh, you don't know about this? Oh, well. Like, what do you think it would be like? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what your thoughts are. If, if we either of us need a replacement, like, guest host for the week. I have actually thought about that. Yeah. You know, like, if there's a time that one of us is totally, like, when we were both traveling. Like, yeah. maybe at that point would have been a time to do a guest host instead, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Or yeah. when we run out of ideas. Maybe Anise could bring in a guest. And just like have she a could, like third host, yeah, like triple yeah. host. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun thing. Anise, these are all these are all options for Let you. Let us know what you think. <laughs> are you available? No. <laughs> We're not going to text you. We're just going to hope you hear this. Yeah. Um, and then I also did a little follow up on the super skinny latte, which I am currently drinking. Thanks, scooters. I was going to ask if that was a super skinny. Yeah, it's a super skinny. It's an iced. <laughs> Top, large iced <laughs> super skinny vanilla latte with an extra shot. I really wish you were wearing Ugg boots right now. <laughs> you couldn't be more of a basic B right now. I mean, that's just that's so upsetting. But no, I have a friend who actually manages a scooter, a different scooters, and I was like, why do they call it a super skinny? And she was like, well, it's because you have <laughs> sugar free syrup and non fat milk. I'm like, no, skinny, skinny. I don't have I don't have time to explain why this is a problem for me. <laughs> send her a link to my podcast and be like here yeah. so yeah scooters. so the answers still aren't there for us no 
basically this. What if I write Scooters Corporate and I'm like. This is like a public service (laughs) announcement for Scooters. Like, please order it as a super skinny. Also, it's going to steal a little bit of your soul every time you do it. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay. Well, should we jump into what you learned this week? Darcy, what did you learn? Absolutely nothing. I never, ever should have made that Jan reference from The Office because I can't say it now without hearing her sing. Oh. Like, what did you learn? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that should be... (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to edit that clip into it. Yeah. And that'll be how we go into this. I think that's perfect. Jan singing. Yeah. What did you learn? And now Jan's done singing. Yeah, go ahead and do that extra like work. And then just (laughs) send me the clip and I'll put on it. Um... Well, so, okay, here's, here's a weird one. Uh, I was doing a little bit of genealogy research um, because we're going to England in September, which will be super fun. And when my 23andMe results came back, I, I always thought I was like 100% German. When my 23andMe results came back, I was more English than German. I was 100% European. <laughs> no what? other, nothing I'm else. I'm so surprised. Well, you would think there'd be like a smattering of something. No. No, sorry. No. I don't look at you and think yeah. like, Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah, no. There's nothing else. 100% European. But mostly English and then German and then, you know, speckles, whatever. But um, so I had talked to my grandma about like, oh, do you know where in England we're from? Like, what's the, how far back's the tie? And she's like, well, it actually goes back to William Penn, um, we were Quakers and, and fled religious persecution with William Penn to come and were some of, you know, relations are some of the earliest founders of Pennsylvania, which is fun. Um, but she's like, yeah, I don't exactly know which, uh, relative it was that did that. That's just like the family lore. I was like, okay, cool. So I, I did some digging around and the internet's really great and was able to trace that back and figure out which relative it was. Um, and I kind of got into a deep dive on that. And it turns out a few generations after they were over here, they got to name a town and they named it Arden. And they named it after the forest of Arden, which is where they were from in uh, England. Okay. And I got to looking into the forest of Arden. I was like, what the heck is that? And it's not like a super real place anymore. It's sort of this um, medieval forest. And there's like this ruin of a cross that people would like pray at before they would go through the forest. Um, but it's also the forest that Shakespeare used in, uh, as you like it. So forest of Arden is just like right mm, kind of in the Stratford upon Avon, uh, neighborhood. So like in Shakespeare's backyard, basically. Are um, you going to be in that area? When you go yeah, there? I am. So and then I, uh, double check my 23 and me. And sure enough, that's where like one of the areas that's highlighted in my, like, where your DNA traces to was that exact part of England. So. So it checks out. Some relatives? Yeah, no, I don't think so. But (laughs) I'm going to go to the forest area and be like, do I feel something here? Right. Maybe. Am I at home? Yeah. Is this this where where I belong? Yeah. (laughs) 18 generations. Plus, we're moving here. Literally 18 generations. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Does Ross listen? Is he going to know that you're moving there? He does. He listens a couple weeks late. (laughs) Maybe. We're probably on the plane to England as he's hearing this. Ideally, I'm sleeping oh, right now. Don't wake her up. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do. Put like a Cheeto up her nose or something. Uh-huh. And then send me a picture. 
Ross, Ross. Ross is watching Fast and the Furious on the screens on the plane is what he's doing right now. He's not actually <laughs> Is he a big Fast and the Furious fan? Um, he'll watch them on a plane. <laughs> he'll watch everything on a plane. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just thought that was an odd place to go for the movie. Uh, yeah, he watches dumb action movies yeah. a lot that I don't care about. And on the plane is perfect because then I don't have to watch it. Because you don't watch it, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I watched Isn't It Romantic on the plane. Just oh. Like, no sound because I didn't have headphones. Yeah. Because I was planning on reading. Yeah. And then my plane ended up to be one of the super nice ones that has like the screen in the back and you could watch TV. Oh, I love it when you stumble into one. Yeah. I was like, dang it, I don't have headphones. And if I would have had headphones, it never would have been the like audio like with actual cable. Because yeah. my phone doesn't have that. Yeah. So even if I had them. It wouldn't have been the right kind. Mm-hmm. So on my flight home, I had headphones with me because I borrowed some. I wasn't going to spend $20 airport price yeah. for it. <laughs> and that my planes weren't nice like that. Oh. Like, no, I have headphones for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> airport headphones. But uh, isn't it romantic? It was okay to watch with no sound. Yeah, you Close got that. captioning. I got through it. It was mm-hmm. fine. I got the story. I don't feel the need to watch it again. No. We're good. Okay, well, I didn't um, learn anything this week. I'm going to go on the record and say that. But I just did Cheater. a quick Google. I was like, random facts. <laughs> so, I got one that I can just tie in nicely to our topic. Perfect. We're going to pretend I did learn it because I Googled it and then it told me. And it wasn't this week because it was right before you Right. Before, four minutes ago, I learned this. Right. Um, Darcy, do you know which mammal has the largest eyes? Elephant? That's what I would have guessed too. Incorrect. I'm trying to figure out what guest you brought here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cows. No. Is John Luke is on his Yeah, it's my dad. He was like, I need a meeting Carney though. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be best for me. Uh, He's outside smoking a cig, he'll be right in. <laughs> <laughs> no, what animal has the biggest size? Horses. Oh. Oh, this is going to be fun. I bet we're talking to a horse therapist. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is, it, is it my niece's horse therapist? No. Well, I don't know. Relax. Where, does, where do they go? I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I'll, text, I, I'll text him in between. I talked to Amy from the Reiki episode and told her what I was doing, and she said there's one in Franklin. So I bet oh. it's not. I bet your niece goes to the one in Franklin. No, I think they come from Oh, okay. Um. So... Yes, so uh, it's from a Carney Therapeutic Horseback Riding Program. So um, Carter will be here soon to tell us all about it. Um, actually, this topic came to me as a suggestion. My friend Ashley, here's a shout out she probably won't get mad about, uh, <laughs> texted me after listening to one of our first few episodes and said um, she'd be interested in learning more about horse therapy and I was like me too I don't understand it I don't either and I have a cousin that has a little boy that has lots of challenges and some disabilities and he's just the sweetest boy though just like so sweet and happy and loving and um, that he goes to horse therapy and he loves it and I know that he does it and I'm like super happy but I'm like I don't understand though you know like would it be the same if I put him on like a rocking horse? And I were like, therapy! Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, how do you feel about being on this horse? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a call my sister in law in the break here um, because my niece Emerson goes. Um, and as I understand it, hated it. <laughs> hated everything. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think that's an anomaly. 
but I think there's a balance component. I think for her, um, it, the core strength thing was part of it. Um, well, she might be pretty young. I just she's really young. do it that little. Yeah, she's just, just definitely one year didn't start it until he was older. Yeah, she's just one year old now. Um, but yeah, I um, I don't really know what they do there or what a typical session's like. I would guess, you know, it's like occupational therapy. Every session's a little bit different, probably. Well, and I think there's different ways that it can be used, too. Like, there's yeah. just, like, something like therapy writing or something, and then there's actual, um, I think it's called hippotherapy, oh. which is a little bit more, uh, so yeah, so there's therapeutic horseback riding, and I did do a little bit of research about hippotherapy, and it has, like, it was a long time ago that it started, like, centuries ago, hmm. and I, it, which kind of blows my mind, that they would think, like, in the 1700s, they'd be, like, even consider something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I always think of, have you ever seen the movie uh, 28 Days with Sandra Bullock, where she's in, a long time she's in ago. rehab? And they, like, part of the thing is she has to, like, lift a horse's hoof to get it, like, get it to trust her or something. And it's like, it's oh, like she works out her anger. By I, yes. Yeah. I can picture, like, a close-up scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I picture is, like, pulling on the horse's, yes. like, leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And as you hear, I just looked. It was, horses have been u- utilized as a therapeutic aid since the ancient Greeks used them for those people who had incurable illnesses. Wow. Yeah, so that kind of blows my mind. It's from, I'm going to butcher how I say this. I kind of butchered it. Hippocrates? Oh, Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Like the Hippocratic Oath. Yes. Yeah. So it was discussed in the writings of Hippocrates for the therapeutic value of writing. So it seems Interesting. like way ahead of its time. Oh, and it's prescribed for gout. Okay. What? <laughs> All right. Well, in flared prostate, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, huh. So, anyways, I think it'll be interesting. I hope. And then the other thing I picture is the Tina Turner video <laughs> with the horse in it. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. I do. I, do I can't. What's love got to do? Oh, there's a horse in that. Huh? Oh, it is a sensual horse. Sensual. Okay. It's like misted. We definitely would. We're gonna need to find that. Yeah. Well, yes. I feel like if you follow our Instagram or Facebook, you're going to see that video with your. Yeah. And then she also, and Tina also stamps like a horse a little bit. Like she does like oh. horse feet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to dig it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I know very little about this. I think a typical session includes uh, brushing and feeling the horse's muscles. <laughs> I think that's part of it. I think. Riding, apparently. Um, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, and we'll find out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay, good. Uh, today we are recording from the GW Frank House Museum of History and Culture, uh, which is an 1890s Victorian mansion in Kearney, Nebraska. Uh, but it's really important that you know that it's also more than a house museum. It's an event space, an education center, uh, there are opportunities for UNK student professional development, 
Uh, it's a dynamic museum offering unique inspiration to the comedy, comedy, comedy community? No. Comedy <laughs> community. <laughs> Only comedy. Comedians are always doing bits about the breakouts. Uh, to the Carney community. Um, and I shot my wedding video and my wedding photos here. Uh, it's kind of a one-of-a-kind, beautiful, historic place. I, you know, a lot of Nebraska, the history isn't lasting. It's not like we're like New England and we've got these buildings that have right. been around forever. It's kind of hard to find There's a cool a sod historic house in space. Nebraska. Yeah, I mean it's a sod. We could report right. there. Yeah, our our history <laughs> just isn't as pretty, you know. Right. Um, but this is it. This is kind of uh, it's got a really cool story. It was. At tuberculosis hospital at one point. Uh, there's supposedly tunnels where they this wheeled. This was where that building was. This, this was, oh. yeah. And apparently they wheeled the bodies. There's tunnels underneath here. and like they. I knew about the tunnels, yeah, but I always thought it body, body tunnels? I don't know. Um, yeah, and we, uh, we'll post it for our listeners to our social media platforms, but we have uh, my wedding photos here, so <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, it's really, really beautiful. Come check it out. It's a nice little uh, lap through it, and you're going to learn something. If you listen to this podcast, you like learning things, um, yeah. and they're really kind and really welcoming and like to tell you about what they know. Yeah. And again, and all again, great. again, event space, educational center. You can use it. Use our conference room. Um, we're in a historic bedroom as we record this right now. Yeah. Kind of want to go take a nap, but I feel like they're not supposed to get on the bed. Yeah, you can, don't sit on any of the chairs. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sit on the chairs. They are artifacts. We're standing, holding our laptops and our microphones. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have chairs. They have chairs. They bring they you. Have fun. <laughs> They'll bring out a special chair for you, but you know, don't sit on the chairs. Um, yeah, but the prank house is gorgeous and wonderful, and just consider it for your next event or uh, field trip, I guess. <laughs> or just you know, morning adventure. Yeah. Not morning apparently because they're not open till one. Yeah, but you know. Check get, out their hours. Get a, copy, <laughs> get a copy and then come over. We'll link it. Yeah. Check out our links. Um, okay. Well, I guess we didn't do this yet. So we're the No Concept Podcast. So listeners, that's what you're listening to. <laughs> so each uh, episode, every two weeks, we just pick a topic that we don't understand or have a concept of and um, find an expert on it to tell us the ins and outs. So... Um, we were just joined by our guest, Carter, what's your last name? Silky. Silky. And, um, he's going to educate us on horse therapy. Uh, where do you start? Where do you start telling people usually? Uh, well, <laughs> where do we start that? So, um, horseback ride has been found to have any number of benefits. Uh, your base physical benefits, the, the amount of muscle work it takes to improve balance when you're riding, uh, you know, from leg muscles to spine all the way to your neck arm and hand control, um, and any kind of animal therapy is obviously been found to be beneficial across any number of areas. You mean so, like, like dogs going into nursing homes, sure, that sort of thing? Sure, yeah, okay. right, right. And, and it, 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 uh, I'm glad to see how much that has grown because it does have a great benefit. Um, so we work with uh, mental, physical, behavioral, psychological issues. Uh, we work with all ages. Youngest I've ever worked with was one years old, uh, one years old, one year old, <laughs> and uh, up to mid to late seventies. Um, so as long as there isn't any spinal cord or joint issue that would be detrimental if they were horseback riding, we can pretty much develop any type of 
program. Um, so for about any challenge, there's a way to, to create some kind of benefits with the horseback riding. Uh, our only limitation right now, besides you know the spinal cord and those kind of issues, is we do have a weight limit of 250, just because at that point, you know, it's it's hard on the horse and it, the safety factor gets a little tricky there. Right. Um, you know, we have some riders that are pretty physically disabled that we use a mounting ramp for. I've got several riders that I have to physically pick up and put on the horse. Uh, we train our volunteers uh, to keep it as safe as possible. I always tell everybody, you know, when you involve horses, there is a risk involved, but probably no more risk than walking down the street. Yeah. You know, there's always possibilities of something happening. And, you know, that's one thing I train with my volunteers. I, when people say that, you know, they've got a horse that's absolutely bulletproof, that's great to say, but under the right circumstances, you can always have something occur. So we make sure that, you know, we keep everybody on their toes. And as, you know, as long as you plan for the worst possible situation, you can generally avoid that situation. You're not walking around behind the horses for kicks and giggles. Like, no. <laughs> you're not no. wheeling everybody behind the horse. No. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're very careful on the horses we pick, the horses we buy. Um, you know, we've had horses donated. We've had to purchase some through the years. Like I said, we'll, we can pretty much work with anything. I've never been able to get a rider up, been unable to get a rider up on the horse and getting something working for him. Um, and like I said, we work with, with all levels of riders. So you got to kind of think on your toes. You change things you need to change, and you do what you can at that point. Okay. Um, we also work with uh, YRTC since we started the program. So Thursday mornings are just dedicated to the boys from YRTC. They come out, we work with them, and then they... Uh, Generally, when they can, we do a big horse show. This year is September 7th for all the riders. We used to use Special Olympics, and Special Olympics does a great job, but we got so big, and a lot of our clients live in group homes and that kind of thing. It was, it was hard to get them to Grand Island, so we just started doing our own horse show. And the YRTC boys come out there and help in the ring and help do setup and that kind of thing. Oh, that's so really that's nice. cool. So that's coming up soon? Yep, September 7th. Wow. Good. This will be posted before Yeah, that. this will be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. good. And it's open to the public. No admission fee. Free will concession stand and so we encourage people that are interested or donated to the program to come out there and so like do. specifically to the YRTC program is that aimed at like confidence building or like what is the any any number of things confidence building problem solving stress management uh, and just giving them the chance to connect with the animals you know you'll see these boys they will just hang on those horses you know we start them out they have to learn how to catch the horse and then we talk them through grooming and then we end with a, a little fun horse show with them at the end out of the arena and they get You'll see a pretty immediate connection to the horses right away. Uh, you know, I've watched them. I kind of got a caution sometimes because they will just hang on that horse's neck and hug them. <laughs> you know, uh, and I thoroughly enjoy them because it's not the stress level it is with our other riders. You don't have the you know the concerns about physical danger and that kind of thing. I mean, those boys are all fairly physically able, yeah. and, and it's fun to work with them. And you know, like I said, they it's amazing to see them out there because they just go right back to being kids. All that other stuff is dropped away. All the face stuff, all the you know, the attitude just fades away, and, and they just come out there, and you get to see them be kids again. That's great. Um, so I have a cousin that does it in Colorado. She mm -hmm. has a little boy that has some disabilities. Uh, so I was talking to her about it this morning, just because I was like, is you know, is there something specific I should ask? And you know, she was just telling me some general information about it. But she was talking about how her little boy's name is Aiden, and um, it's he's been with the same horse, you know, and they've had a couple of times that they've had to quit going, I think maybe because of financial reasons. Um, but then when he goes back, he's always so excited to see his horse again. 
Um, and But she was talking about how at the end of his sessions, Aiden brings the horse an apple, and not everyone does that. So she said, it's, it, she liked seeing that the horse knew that Aiden was going to give him an apple. So oh, as yeah. soon as they're done with, almost done with the class, she's, the horse would like start drooling <laughs> and be excited. Enough to the point where they had to stop bringing apples for a while because yeah. he started struggling wanting it earlier yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And now what cracks me up is just the things that a mother with a child that has a situation like this will do. So the horse just recently has developed teeth problems because it's an older horse. And so now she makes applesauce. <laughs> for Aiden's horse. <laughs> she's like, and I do it. Always <laughs> homemade apples. Of course you course. do. Yeah. And she's like, well, it's really easy. You just sort of like, no, you don't you like you don't get it explained away. You're making homemade applesauce for your son's therapy horse. This is where you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's great, but I just it just cracks me up. <laughs> we'll we'll do random treats with the horses, but we've got a couple that turn into instant pigs, so then every time somebody walks by them, they're pushing and sniffing and yeah. to get a treat, you know. So you kinda gotta yeah yeah i think that's what she they had run into but i yeah i can i would love to see it sometime because i see how aiden gets so excited about anybody you know like they have um like just physical therapists or speech people that come to their house and work with them and he loves them so i can't imagine how much he would love a horse you know that so we're we're only a summer program right now because i teach school also so we So we're kind of slaves to the weather. Um, is it called something? Is the ranch called something? Uh, it's just Bent Stables oh, uh, is their place out there. Um, and, you know, if somebody wants to come and see sessions, you know, they can contact us through the Facebook page. We're always happy to have visitors. We round, wound up everything uh, last Wednesday night because we tried to get as many makeup sessions done as we could. We do our best to make up, you know, the ones we have to cancel due to the heat index or the rain, but, you know, there's only so much time in the year. So we don't always get all eight sessions in, but we do our best to do so. Okay. So how do people typically come to you? Are they referred through doctors? Through... Uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, we've had doctor referrals, therapist referrals, uh, word of mouth, uh, you know, friends of friends see it and hear about it. Uh, we're an ability to pay program, so we won't turn anybody away for financial reasons, and we fundraise for that purpose. Um, and I always stress, we, we could not exist without the support of the community. Uh, this is we are a nonprofit. We're not out there to you know get rich on this thing. So you got to raise money. Horses are expensive. Feeding expensive. Vet bills are expensive. Our insurance is ungodly. You know <laughs> the insurance is yeah. a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. You know so there's a, there's a ton of expenses involved, and the community has been great. So we do uh, a fool's night out fundraiser in April every year. That's our our main core one. Uh, Fanatic Sports Bar does a golf tournament for us every year. Participate in the Give Where You Live because Foundation is our financial oversight office. That's what gives us our nonprofit status. Um, and generally, and my new uh, uh, Cheryl Weber, office manager, who has really done fantastic things for us, uh, she got me going. So when it's Give Where You Live Day, we usually, and hopefully, we're going to do it again this year. We bring a couple of therapy horses up to the uh, Fresh Market parking lot on the corner. <laughs> so really gets you yeah. some I've seen you. Oh, I've seen you out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which yeah, I said that the story I always tell about that I laugh so hard because you know there's the big stoplights there and we had our Norwegian <laughs> Fjord and she kind of sticks out. She's got just like a mohawk mane. You know they're very big, thick, heavy little horses. And uh, people kept honking. I thought, oh well, you know I'd hear a horn and I'd wave and 
Well, what I realized was happening was people would stop at the stoplight and be staring at the horse as the light would change, and of course, you know, car. <laughs> So we try to get out of the public as much as we can uh, because we depend on the public. And, you know, if it wasn't for the community and their support, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to function the way we do. Uh, when I first started the program, we had 15 riders. This year we had 42 plus 12 boys from YRTC. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, we're kind of a victim of our own success, but we try to make sure that, you know, we can keep offering services to anybody that wants it. That's funny when you talk about bringing the horses. When I lived in Lincoln, I worked with a nonprofit. It was a homeless shelter for women, though, and specifically only women that didn't have children in their custody. So we would participate and give to Lincoln Day, which I would imagine is like you give where you live. And our director was always, she's like, it's just so hard because we don't we don't have kids or puppies, so no one gives money, you know, to like you know, it's harder to get a donation when it's just like. Hi, I'm a 33 year old woman. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. so you like up the ante on that. You bring yeah, horse. horses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have the kid factor. I mean, no. <laughs> and we, you know, we always get people just walk up. You know, people just come up and hear about what we do and hand us some money. You know, and and it's it's a great deal. But like I said, you know, we're dependent on the generosity of the community, and they have really stepped forward. And we're also heavily volunteer dependent. Um, we need a massive amount of volunteers every summer. Well, because each class, from my understanding, I guess, and I want to get maybe more into the specifics sure. of it, but each session probably takes a handful of volunteers, right? Right. So we limit it to two riders per session um, just because, we, you know, we number one, you're limited on how many volunteers you're going to be able to get. So depending on the rider's ability. So our most severe riders, um, most challenged riders will need a horse leader and two sidewalkers. So if you have two horses at a time right there, there's six people. Plus, you're changing horses, you're changing equipment, so you know you need an extra person to kind of help get that rolling and man the day for short run volunteers. You feel it. You're exhausted by the yeah. end of the day because you're tearing around so much. Um, have a lot of people that donate a ton of hours, so we're always on the hunt for volunteers. And we tell people, you know, you don't need horse knowledge. As long as you've got the willingness to help, we'll get you trained up to what you need to know. Um, but so, yeah, so we, you know, like I said, we need, you know, at the shortest, you know, to have a comfortable day if we have eight volunteers. Because I said it can go. It that's can go a from lot. Everything. Yeah, yeah, you can go from everything going smoothly to something going off the rails, and you need people on their toes and you need them moving quick. And so, and then, you know, again, depends. Some riders just need a horse leader, one sidewalker, or independent riders will start off with a sidewalker as soon as they get warmed up, then they're down to horse leader, and then a lot of them will be off lead. Do your volunteers have to raise their age? Uh, our cutoff is 16. So you could do high school kids, yeah. And we had a lot of great high school kids that came out and helped this year. We do have younger kids that come out. Now most of them are are kids we know that are really into horses, that are competitors and really know their animals. You know, then there's a little bit of flexibility in there. Part of it, you know, is physical size. Mm -hmm. You know, you you need a certain height and that kind of thing. Sure, because you're spotting people. Right, yeah, sure. Hmm. Um, So I guess... Can you tell me, have you ever felt like you had, and I know you probably are somewhat limited in what you can share, but have you ever had like something that you view as a, like a, your biggest success story or a, the biggest transformation from it? Anything oh, like that? I mean, <laughs> you, you know, I've been doing this for a lot of years now. Um, one of my greatest stories was a young man we worked with uh, and his mom called us at the end of the summer so excited he had never been able to ride his bicycle and at the end of the summer he was able to ride his bicycle because his balance had come up. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of stories. You see some really great things. One of the things, you, you know, that we recognize when we're doing this, 
know, some writers were really working on that, you know, getting that physical, that speech, all that stuff to go. But some of our writers, this is a quality of life activity. Mm-hmm. Things are not going to get any better for them. But it's so, something that they, But it's yeah. something they enjoy. It's something that's just theirs. It's something they get to do. And that is something my cousin mentioned also, is that she liked that Aiden had this. You know, because he's not going to, he didn't do baseball this summer. They had a program, but like, he's not going to do a lot of those activities that kids do. And he's not going to ride a bike, you know, he has, she's got a thing that he can do with her bike, but you know, there's just things that he's not going to be able to do. And so even if it wasn't beneficial, she likes the fact that he has his horse and he has this thing that he, you know, when what kid wouldn't like that? I would have loved to go ride horses when I was growing up. I, I went one time with a friend that had horses, <laughs> like for growing up in the country, I had very little exposure to horses. You know, that, that being but, said, you know. There all there's still the physical benefit, but we just know that there's going to be a limit for how much for some situations, right? Get, you know, and we have riders that come from you know an hour away, one way to come to this. So you know, we we know it's beneficial to families. We we want to offer it to as many people as we can, and that's one of the big things of why we do the horse show. You know, that they get to invite family. You know, all the family can come. Everybody can see it's their event. We uh, break it down to our sections, so we try to match riders up with ability level, and they have to compete. You know, it's it's their competition, and it's it's a great, it's an exhausting day, but you know when we pull that off every year, I mean that's a big horse show here regardless of circumstances. That's cool. And Maybe we, we should do a live podcast. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on out. Like parade so, commentators. Or yes, something yeah. Like that. <laughs> so we do. So I feel like it'd be a lot of tens and great yeah. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all tens. I, I don't see myself being like. <laughs> well, we do it out at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds at their uh, East Indoor Arena, so you basically have to go around the back of the main building, and that way we know, you know, rain or shine, we can go. Oh, yeah. You know, because weather here. Yeah, in Nebraska, that's yeah. a good bet. Yeah, you can go This takes a ton of coordination. You don't want to have to. You want to do it, and then yeah. try to reschedule it. That's just no. that's not helpful for anybody. So, no. and the fairgrounds has been really great to us. You know, they, they let us use the arena. They set it up great for us. So, you know, like I said, that's that's kind of our end of the season, and then it's, you know, fundraising and everything through the winter, and then we get up and rolling again. Tell me about some of the behavioral stuff. Um, because the physical thing, I think, I can wrap my head around a little bit more. A little bit, like the yeah. balance factor, or just like building muscles. What like, that a, makes sense to me. What yeah. would a behavioral program look like? What do you see most often? Is there a certain... Oh, <laughs> boy, that, uh, what do we see most often? You yeah, know, I mean, it, it's all It can be any, any <laughs> number of things, you know, uh, temper control stress handling, um, you know, one little girl we had, her, her big thing was to, when she was talking to somebody, she wanted to poke their eyes, you know, <laughs> so we worked on, you know, pan Did down, you know their eyes are the, they have the largest eyes of all mammals. Horses. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's aware. I don't know if that's all, I don't know if that's all mammals. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. According to Google, the mammal Google. with the largest eyes is horses. So there's a portion of this where we talk about something we learned before, and I did not learn it, so I Googled before you got here. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you on that, but I'm thinking whales and elephants. That's really what According to the Google, well, it's I'll, horses. I'll, I'll trust you on that. <laughs> so, yeah, you... You know, in life, said it... <clears throat> behavior is just such a tricky term because, you know, is, is the behavior, choice behavior, is the behavior related to the disability, is it, you know, is, is the behavior seen as negative, but it's the way that writer communicates, you know, 
you, if you if you have a kid on a horse and they're screaming at the top of their lungs, you know, the average person would think, oh my God, you know, what, what are they doing? They sound you know, like they're in pain or they're angry. That's just maybe the way they communicate, you know, and you have to kind of figure that puzzle out sometimes. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we've, we've got some writers that have no communication skills, you know, they just don't have the ability to communicate and they're trying to communicate, so you've got to kind of puzzle out, okay, what what's the source? Why are they doing that? Is Are they trying to let you know something, you know? And, and that's tricky, yeah, you know, you just kind of got to figure it out. Um, I have a one-year-old, I guess, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, you know, in all our kids, you know, I, I tell my parents, you know, because sometimes they'll <clears throat> have concerns about, you know, what the kid's doing. And most of the kids, you know, once we get them out, they're going, they're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But they're like any, they're no different than any other kid, you know. They'll behave better for strangers than they will their own parents. Right. right. Get the mom out of yeah. this situation and the kids that, an angel. That has yeah. no, no connection to the disability whatsoever. It's just that's kids. I was a better behaved kid around my parents' friends than I was half the time for my parents. Right. You, know, you would do, my friends, my parents' friends would say, hey, could you go do that for me? I'd run and go do it. My parents would ask me to do that. I'd whine and mope around, you know. That's just yeah. kids. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like I said, we don't, we have such a varying level of abilities and challenges that, you know, there's never any, this is the scape kind of thing. Does that make sense? Do you, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, do you work any of the um, sort of, like the grooming or the, you know, snooping or the, I mean, do you work any of those um, sort of things into it? You know, it's... Or is a pure... There, there is a type of therapy that is right. specifically there's, that, yes, right? There's, there's, in, there's, in my limited research... Literally two Google There's a, searches. There's a wide variety of uh, brave hearts here in Kearney, Dan and Nancy Lyon. They they have a therapy program that's groundwork. Um, there's all kinds of different things we do. We're more focused on the on horse, so the grooming part. Yeah. We don't have that's a lot of time for you know half hour goes pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, and people ask, well, why do you have half hour? Well, because half hour on a horse takes a lot out of you. Yeah. You know, for, for you know for a one sure. week deal. You know, and. For a special hour riders, you can see they're just exhausted by the end of that half hour. Yeah. They're just physically exhausted. Well, and also you have just the sheer volume of people you have to get through right. in a week. Right. Where and an hour would So we've had really we've had be... several riders, um, and those have just been basically size issues. They're just they're just too big to get on a horse. So we'll we'll develop a little groundwork thing for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but most that's pretty rare for us because most bars are on horse kind of thing. Yeah. Um, have you ever done, you know, like someone with an, like a PTSD situation thing? You like know, that? that's not an area we've really been able to get into yet. And I don't feel I have the level of training that, that we can start offering that as a specific uh, therapy at this point. I'd love to get into it. But, you know, like I said, it's we're right now just about to the gullet, you know. And you kind of sometimes have to pull yourself back and say, right. Well, and if you can master this one part of it and you're busy, yeah, you know, and it is an area, if we ever get to the point that we get an indoor facility and are able to go year round, you know, then you have more, you know, then you aren't concerned about weather, you know, because right now we go from, uh, we do mornings, then start again at five 30 at night because of the heat factor. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. And are there some days we can go all day? Yeah. But, most days during the summer you can't. Well, it's Nebraska. You just never know right. what day you're getting. We, yeah, we have to cut off. You know, we're under certain guidelines that, you know, are nationally accepted or that we've set for ourselves. You know, once the heat index hits 100 degrees, you know, we can use a horse. Yeah. Right. It's just too hard on everybody. But, you know, sometimes there's some days out there, okay, the heat index is 98. Guess what? The difference between 98 and 100 
you don't notice, but you know, we it's can there. get through as long as everybody's careful, drinks water, take breaks, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, you know, I'd like, I'd love to see us have an indoor facility, but you know, that's that's a ton of money, and of right now, I can't. You know, if we reach that point, I'd have to be looking at doing it full time, and it's a nonprofit. You know, I got to right. pay health insurance or anything else, so I got to keep this job. As what do you teach? Uh, I run the offsite alternative high school to the school system. Oh, cool! So we're kind of the the last stop for kids, and and our goal is to get them working and, and educated and on with their lives, kind of thing. So oh, that's it. That's a whole other interesting job. Yeah, yeah, yeah now we talk about that. <laughs> so you must have a counseling background of some sort. Uh, well, I, mean, I shouldn't say you must. But <laughs> I, uh, so I'm certified through uh, Path International, which is the the biggest therapeutic course back right now. There's other ones, but that's the, the kind of the national and international one right now. It used to be NARA, and now it's PATH. So I have to re-up that certification every year. Um, I've got graduate endorsements in uh, mild, moderately handicapped behavior disorders and then uh, social science. You know, so I started out in the teaching, just kind of got into this. Somebody asked me to help out with another program, got doing that. That program shut down. People came to me wanting to know, is this going to end? And so... <laughs> so a lot of money on the table yeah. and some risk. A lot of people stepped up and we were able to get it going and uh, it's pretty much taken off from there. Were you the first guy before that? Yeah, I grew up with them. You know, uh, rodeoed as a kid and rodeoed way too long as an adult and uh, wasn't good enough to keep going as long as I did. Um, 4-H, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I guess, I guess a couple of points on, you know, we, we're right now, we have uh, eight horses in the string. Um, one is basically on retirement right now she's she still wants to do everything but you know she's the best of our estimate she's 40 years old and for a big horse that is astronomical i was gonna say what's the average um, lifespan for a horse? 40 years old not 40 i was gonna say isn't it more like 20 well it, it is That's well intense. you know they you know science has helped people recognize what they need to do for older horses oh, okay. um, you know one of the, the biggest differences is they've they've realized that you know horses as they age less and less nutrition from just straight hay so people were recognizing oh well you know now if we supplement our grains and supplements they can live a lot longer now i don't i don't know that she has four teeth left in her head but (laughs) she needs the homemade applesauce yeah Yeah. but she you know you you bring her out and her head's up and she's one to trot i did let her work with the yrtc boys on their final day and and she's still a lot of horse i mean she's a great horse but you know it's, it's just reaching the point now that as long as she's healthy and not in pain, we'll, we'll let her live out her life at that point. So. What do, uh, I remember my question. What is it like from the sort of animal care protections perspective? Do you have dealings with PETA? Do you have dealings with these animal sort of organizations? Um, no, not. They know you're doing the right thing over there. I, you know, I mean, there's always something that can come out and find uh, Donna, what are you doing? But we, we try to stay really on top of the horses and where we've got them boarded, you know, because people will keep an eye on them at all times. They're not just left out to pasture all winter, you know, yeah. they go right in there and keep an eye on them. Uh, they get a pretty easy winter just because I don't have time that much, but, you know, they work hard in the summer. Um, you know, we keep limits on how long a horse works per session and, uh, you know, because they can get a little bored sometimes, they get a little frustrated sometimes, you know. It's, yeah, because it's probably not the most exciting life for a horse. It's pretty repetitive, Yeah, you know. Um, so the horse show, you know, that like I said, we got to do a lot of a lot of juggling on that one to keep the horses rested and get them on water and get oh, them yeah, on big day. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big day for them, but it's not like they're having to run ninety miles an hour for an hour. You know, 
and so just keeping them interested in that, keeping them moving. But we've, you know, we've had very few incidents. We have had a couple of horses that just, that just didn't work out. It just wasn't for them. Um, but the string we got right now it has really done well for us. So. What makes a good horse for this? Uh, calmness. You know, how do they react to stimuli? Um, you know, it's not that they can't have no reaction, but it's just what do they do? Well, you mentioned your kids that scream, and that's how they right. communicate. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty steady horse. So you got to watch for that. And most of you know, the biggest thing you got to watch out for is is they have a tendency to, it's not really what it is, but it's they kind of sleep as they walk. You know, they're, they're, oh. they're <laughs> getting this rhythm. And, I've seen know, that on trail still, rides. I just tell <laughs> yeah. horse leaders, watch for that, because that's when, the, you know, the, the you know, kids claps really hard or right. squeals really loud, and they, you know, they do the startle. But the most they generally will do is just, you know, head up and mm -hmm. little body tense, and that's about it. If that's the most we get at them, that's always workable. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we are trying out a horse, we throw everything at them, noises, throw balls at them, you know, climb all over them, make it up, you know, throw your leg up over their head, anything you think of that would, you know, possibly happen. Yeah. 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 Do you get them, what age, what age do you typically bring a horse in at? Um, let's see, I'm trying to think what our average is. Our average age right now is probably 15. Okay. Um, you know, definitely I, gentler. So, right. Yeah. You know, a little older, a little more maturity. I think our youngest one we ever used one time was nine, but mm -hmm. generally 10 and over is where I like to start them. Now, that's just my, that's just yeah. been how it's worked out because of the horses we're shopping for. Yeah. They're those ones that, you know, they may not have the speed that people want anymore. You know, they're just a good, usable, calm horse, and that's always what I need out of them. Mm -hmm. so. And size, maybe, too. Uh, yeah, we've got all the size. So I think our smallest is, what, 13 hands, and our biggest one is shooting at 16, you know, mm -hmm. so big guy has to take the big clients kind of thing yeah. uh, and he's as slow as friggin' molasses <laughs> doesn't get shook up about anything and then we got our little we've just uh, brought in a halflinger from wyoming my sister's a horseshoer out in wyoming and uh, her friend customer had this horse and it had been kind of contemplating what to do with it and so we picked her up um jerry Danell is one of our, our big supporters and he had given us a chunk of money when he knew we were looking for a horse to get this horse picked up Norwegian Fjord that has been fantastic for us. It was donated from uh, uh, some folks up, I, I'm trying to remember now, I think it was North Valentine, somewhere in that area they had her. She was a godsend. So we've really lucked out on a couple of things. You know, yeah. it's just things drop into your lap and whether you want to believe in a higher power or not, it's, it's amazing how things kind of work out sometimes. So. Yeah. We always end up back there with our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of one episode, we haven't ever got into a yeah. podcast, you know, intentionally trying to have a religious spin, but it constantly <laughs> gets there. So, yeah, yeah that's fine. Pretty much always. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other questions, Darcy? I think it's interesting to think about the different benefits of it. Something that, like, being from Nebraska that you would take for granted. You know what I mean? The, right. Maybe not in my life, but I think there are some people that just grew up with horses, you know, and like you just do that. Well, I did. we rode horses growing up a fair amount. My brother more than I did. Um, I get a little scared of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you do you run into that a lot? I mean, oh, what's yeah. the what's the waiting in process? A lot, you know. I mean, does it take oh, a few that, sessions? You know, that, that varies. It? I mean, you've got some clients you'll bring them out for their first time, and you got to hold them back. They're headed for that horse. Yeah, they're on. Sure. <laughs> Other ones, you know, you got to work up the mounting block. We got a lot of tears. And then once oh. they get going, you know, I, yeah. the one young lady we worked with, I mean, she came out broiling. I mean, mom brought her out of the van and she was battling with 
basically had to pick her up and get her on the horse. As soon as we got on that horse moving next week, she was standing at the fence looking for a helmet, ready to go. Uh Um, So it's very rare. And yeah, it is, you know, you got to recognize that if you haven't done it before, it it can be spooky stuff, you know. And that's something I had to remind myself. I mean, I was always around them, but, you know, recognize that's, you're up. You're up a ways. Especially if you've been in a wheelchair, that's long ways up there. Oh, here. yeah. And 16 hands, you're looking at a poor animal that big, and you're thinking, you're putting me where? Like, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, there's a, there's and a so, learning you know, curve. And so, you know, we match up, you know, we got the smaller horses, obviously with smaller kids, but, you know, once they get comfortable, we can basically put them on any horse. Um, sometimes we use saddles, sometimes we use what's called a bareback pad. It's just I took uh, saddle pads and put D-rings on them, so that's mm. just on there so they can do different uh, positioning and yoga kind of stuff on the horse as it goes. Oh, so that oh, gives a lot more cool. freedom on that. So. Hmm. Horse yoga. Is that going to be like the new goat yoga? Horse <laughs> yoga. So how big is a hand? Uh, so, so a hand is basically your four fingers without the thumb is kind of how it was always stated. So right. I, I can't remember. I think it's, is it four inches? That you might have to go. I was going to say, there's got to be, because I have tiny hands, so I'm like, right. 16, that was just, yeah, 16 of my right. hands is a pretty small four. <laughs> but that was always the thing, you know, with your four fingers and your thumb. I'll probably get called out on that, and somebody will say, well, no, that's not what it is. Tell us about some of your older riders. I thought that was interesting. You go up to uh, yeah. 70? Uh, I think our oldest rider this summer is, I think he's 74, 75 this year. So what, like, what would bring someone in that Well, he is, is, uh, he is, cannot hear, and Stroke sort of situation. Well, or no, it, it wasn't stroke. I think what they figured out that it was fever as a small child. Oh, oh. So, and and you know, there's question on what his language base was. You know, there, there's really no solid record on what what went on with him. But he's ridden with us. I think since we started the program, if I remember right, because uh, he comes to us from another from another agency, brings a group of riders out, and uh, so you know, we work with him. We we create hand signals. My sign language. So we make up our own signs for him to, you know, hand out front to stop the horse, or hand coming back to back up your horse. Uh, uh, for our nonverbals, we use the double hand up and down for walk on. So they they're taught to use two uh, voice signals. So walk on and make their horse go. We'll just stop the horse. You know, pretty basic on that part. Um, so you know, for him, but you know, you show him something once he's got it. So generally, his sidewalker has to like when we're doing our warm up exercises where they have to, you know, go out into airplane position, Superman. Have to put their hands in different positions, mm-hmm. so they'll just tap his leg, show him, and he goes right to it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we've like in the past, I have not with this program, program I worked for, we, we had worked with some stroke victims a little bit, but uh, it's an area I would like to do more of. Uh, we, we've had younger individuals that have had strokes that we've worked with, um, you know, and again, if, if we were able to have the facility I dreamed to have, you know, then we would really open that up and, and look to work on that. We did have one of the designed the program, we went under the healthy community umbrella, so basically we're open to anyone that has an interest in horseback riding, you know, it does not mean you have to have a disability, you know, if it's just a kid that's looking for something to make their own, um, 
don't have many this year. In the past years, we've had more where they, they basically come out just for writing lessons. You know, they want to learn it. And we want to keep that open to people. But that, unfortunately, is kind of on, that is dependent on how many spots we have open. Right, that would take so it back order compared yeah, to the... Because we also try to do the sibling program. And, you know, several families have taken advantage of that. But again, you know, there's so many hours in the day. But we started doing that because it's pretty easy to recognize and not at any fault of the parents, but you know, when you have a child that, that has some pretty severe challenges, it, it chews up a lot of your time. Right. And, and, and so then the other yeah. this, the other siblings don't get as they, many they don't, you know, they get to come yeah. out well, they get a ride, why don't I get a ride? Kind right. of thing, you know. So so if the if they have a child they want to get on, you know, we'll we'll try to open that up the best we can. But again, like I said, we're we're limited on the hours of the day. Um, but I you know, it's just fun to see that because they get to see, you know, whether it's a big brother or little sister, you know, they're riding, why don't I get a ride, you know, so we mm-hmm. try to... That's really nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I could see that being a huge... And it's beneficial to any kid. I mean, it'll, it shoots your balance up and muscle control and, and all those things. You know, it, it's amazing how much it'll affect your balance, especially, you know, on coordination. Your core strength sort of thing, right. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. And we, like I said, we do, you know, depending on the rider, we do all kinds of activities. We do, you know, it looks like a game, but there's a some riders you think oh that's just so automatic but it isn't always you know so while the horse is walking you're doing yeah we have balls you're doing you know so like our little guys i mean there's some activities just because of rider size and because they have to be in the saddle you can't get the position but the little ones you know they can ride side saddle they ride backwards they ride backwards and they play catch with me as they go oh that's wow and it's funny to watch those little ones take to it you know as soon as they've done it a couple times boy they ride on I don't know if I could like casual riding backwards on a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think that my anxiety has increased so much as an adult that I don't think I could ride backwards on a horse. I think I could be like, nope. Yeah, it, it we're completely changes up, you know. And that's one thing yeah, I always say, you know, because they get to a certain size and that's pretty difficult to do. But it, it really does, you know, changes your how you have to hold your legs, how you have to hold your body, and everything else. So we try to do a lot more of that with the little ones that you know, um, so they get a lot more of that than the older riders do, just because it's well, flat out is easier. Are you doing um, goat ties and on and off the horse at all? No, or none no, of that no. kind of all, stuff? All the activities come off the horse. So like the horse show, you know, we break it into levels of ability. So the main one is for, uh, you know, for more challenged riders, they do uh, Western Pleasure, which, you know, you ride, you turn your horse, you back your horse, you have to tell the judge your horse's name. But for some of our clients, that's not going to be a possibility, but they still get to participate in that. Yeah. Then we do an adaptive trail class where they ride around and have to do different, you know, they have drop a beanbag in a bucket they have to take rings off one cone put on the other they have to open a mailbox and hold up the mail then the next level uh and then then again they always play except the infinite riders game i made called pony express and so we take our pole bending poles and we hang a wire off there and there's a ring hangs off there and then they have to ride by and take the ring off and put it in the saddle bag go down one side and then come back out the other Uh, and then our independent riders so we do trail pony express and uh Western Pleasure for most of the riders, and then the independent riders, the ones that are riding on own, they'll do barrel racing poles in the trail class. Uh-huh. So, so we try to keep them, you know, they get to compete, you know, keep it interesting, that kind of thing. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah. I love that. The Pony Express one sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. It's their, it's their favorite. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So much. No, yeah. yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so, 
so that is our one that is the one timed event and I use the word timed event very loosely yeah. um, but I that, the thing I had to laugh about at the horse show I always got to get on my volunteers because they know it's competition and they you know right automatic this is our rider you know so they're, they're, competing, <laughs> they're competing too and there's a side pool watch, going on I watch that horse get going faster <laughs> they're faster, pretty impressive faster. trophy like, at yeah, the end like a cup everybody but... gets a medal you know, okay. so however many places we have, there'll be a, a ranking in medals, you know, and, and, you know, people go, well, they all just get the same medal money, you know, I said, they, they get to compete just like everybody else, you yeah. know, and, uh, it's a great day because they start asking first week, when's the horse show, when's the horse show, when's the horse show, so <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty fun day for them. That's cool. Uh, well, I think a couple wrap up questions here. Sure. We like, first of all, if there's a, you know, one thing someone's going to take away from this. What would you want it to be? <laughs> um, you know, it's it's the ability to give somebody an experience that they may not have had otherwise. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, this I is so. their activity. This is, uh, you know, I the the story I use a lot of times. We have several riders that are in wheelchairs, and I said for some of our riders, this is the first time that they haven't had to look up at everybody. You know, oh. that constant oh, wow. of, of you're you're always looking up, and this is your first opportunity. It's like a whole new perspective, yeah. Well, I think about Georgie, yeah, like my my one-year-old, when you pick her up on your shoulders, what that does, you know, Mm -hmm. to be the big person in the room, you know, what that does for her. And I talk about, I said, you know, you're doing something that, you know, and I tell the RTC boys that, you know, you're doing something that, yeah, in Nebraska, you feel like everybody's ridden a horse, but there's plenty of people out there who've never been on a horse. Right. It's it's empowering. Yeah, those boys that are coming from a bigger town, they've never been around a horse. I have kids that barely been around animals. Yeah. You know, and I said, uh, I always remember this one year, this big kid, and he was a rough kid, and he had done well, took right to it, but I mean, he was big, you know, and he was surly looking, and we were getting ready to get on the horse for the first time, and I looked down, and his knees are just shaking, <laughs> and I said, you okay? He said, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, all right, bud, let's get you up there and get it done, and he did, you know, but you forget, the, you know, it, and I always remind the volunteers, don't don't take for granted everybody knows this stuff, you know, they, they don't, and, and it can be a frightening experience you know um but like i said it's just given that 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 chance to connect with an animal that chance to do something you haven't done before uh that sense of independence that sense of empowerment um it's just a great quality of life activity regardless of what the circumstances are no give us the specifics one more time because i was just looking i mean i mean really i had no idea of this obviously because you know you did a horse show but this podcast will release one week before your show Oh, okay. So tell us one more time, just because so I feel like uh, I want to go. You know, yeah, <laughs> like September seventh. You September said September seventh at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. So the great big main building that has the big yeah. arenas in it. You go to the east side of that. You basically just drive. Around and what time? <coughs> uh, we're meeting tonight to get everything locked oh, okay. in. But generally, well, we'll we post your Facebook. Generally, we start at uh, ten o'clock, and morning. then it okay. goes. It goes from ten to roughly about five. And if you can't go to the show, I'm sure you also accept donations. Yes, So, is there another topic, person, anything like that, something that you think would be an idea for us to do on a future episode? Uh, I, one of the positive things I thought I, I've really been happy about is, is working with YRTC because you know they catch a lot of heat. And, uh, yeah, they really do. It, it, some of it is a little beyond the pale. You know, you're working with a pretty challenging. So, you know, the, the thing I always well, I shouldn't laugh, but you know, now with social media. Escape, you know, uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know, my my dad grew up in Amherst, you know, 
my grandma used to threaten to send him and his brother to the <laughs> NI camera. I think it was the youth training school at that point, but she was always pretending to pick up the phone. She was calling him <laughs> and sit there. I remember coming back from Wyoming to visit cousins here, and my cousin's farm was uh, north of there. And getting, you know, back then they called, you know, people in the area, you know, that there were some kids out maybe in so-and-so's cornfield. It, it's, it's happened, you know. Um, but they've got a monstrously challenging job up there and not always the resources they need, you know, on a community and a state level. And, you know, when I get out and bring those boys out there, granted I'm getting them in an activity they want to do. Right. But I think it's so important for people to see those, see them as kids again. You know, yeah, they got their challenges, and yeah, some got some behaviors, but obviously they have some behaviors, they wouldn't be there. But when you get an opportunity to see those kids being kids, it, it really changes your view. Well, and it never makes the news, like, nothing uneventful, or completely uneventful day at YRTC. Like, I haven't seen that article. No. no. So. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I've always enjoyed and glad we've been able to work with them and, and work with the number of kids we do get to work with. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of great stuff going amazing stuff and for the size of the community we are you know and like I said I don't know many other locations that we could have got this thing up and running and working the way it did you know without the level of community support that we got and so that's great yeah Um, but as far as any other subjects I probably I I have to kind of watch what I get into sometimes (laughs) (laughs) we do too that's why we can edit we didn't know we had at the beginning like we can always cut out whatever so if there's something you said that you're like and things, but that's the Carney Therapeutic Horseback Riding Program. Uh, <laughs> I, now that, you know, <laughs> when I was setting this all up, you know, we had to go to the, I had to go to the lawyers and get incorporated and everything else, and I spit that name out, and I look back at it now and go, man, I probably could have come up with something a lot simpler than that. You so. know what, though? I, you could have spent so many hours and then still ended up there. My friend oh, yeah. was in the studio in Lincoln, and when he did it, I, I, I cannot tell you how many hours the three of us, my other best friend, and he and I sat there and tried to come up with like a, a name that was catchy and original, but you knew what it was. And I mean, everything we would be—it's called power cycle, but like it'd be like table cycle, headphones cycle. You're like everything, and then we finally came up with a name, and we couldn't get it because there was a similarly named different business. Yeah, in yeah. And we were like, well, that just was... forget it. It's just being called the cycling studio. Like, yeah. that's it. We do cycling here. Yeah. Just rolls right off the table. Yeah. KTHRP. Oh, 
Let me Google therapeutic horseback riding in Kearney. Right. Yeah. So when you're I did horse therapy in <laughs> Nebraska. Yeah. And then it, I, and so I was like, how about, and then I added Kearney. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, done. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it done. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Well, appreciate the time, ladies and Absolutely. Yeah, this is awesome. And go check out the horse show. Yeah. We do all the live and, podcasts. And uh, follow <laughs> us, uh, like us, follow us, email yeah. us. Oh, you know what I wanted to say? Yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, Who Weekly, and then they always mention it, and I thought, we need to start doing this. Have we ever asked for reviews? Just leave us a review if you want to. Oh, on Apple Podcasts. Like, if you like yeah. us. Yeah. Right. If you don't like us, you can review us, too. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you're listening to it. Or you could just not push play. (laughs) There's a couple choices. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and we're noconceptpod at gmail.com. Hit us up if you have ideas for shows. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye.